confession does not drag God into healing you. God already healed you. But confession is an acknowledgement of what has taken place spiritually. If you believe that you are healed, then you must always confess that you are healed. If you stop saying what God has said, then your faith is inconsistent. I want to teach on understanding prayer and fasting. This is very important um, um, for our Christian journey, for fulfillment of our purpose, for destinies on the earth. All right? Of school of thought about fasting. Let me first give you about my journey, my own life about fasting. <laughs> I remember I got born again at the age of 10, and then, I mean, eventually, finally, I gave my life to Christ, or He gave me life at the age of 10 um, after several attempts. And then um, that was around 1992. And then, um, 94, I, there, many struggle. I mean, there wasn't the Holy Spirit um, baptism, so we just had to believe God by faith and struggle to pray, struggle to do many things, and we were religious. I remember at the age of 12 or thereabout or 10, that's around that time, there was um, a Lenten period. That's how I started fasting. And then... I told my parents, I said I would like to fast at 12 o'clock. So I, I fasted at 12 o'clock. I can still remember the scene very well, the house and everything. Um, we had a visitor, my dad's friend. He said that um, there's length, 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 um, you know, what we call length. Do you understand? Uh -huh. All right. So, so they were discussing. He said, ah, you will talk about his fasting. And then he was encouraged. I fasting till like 12. Now, my parents were in fasting. All right, because um, we just believe people can fast for us and then we hit, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, that is how I started. I just had a heart to just want to pray and then fast. I remember um, started studying the scripture with my grandpa's Bible. One whole Bible like this that if you read, you will need a super spirit of God to... <laughs> <laughs> to explain to you what is there. English-wise, it was old, everything old. And then from there, in 1996, I'd been texting for the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit came, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then I joined the Pentecostal. All right? And then from there, um, I go back to Anglican Church, and then there's this group in Anglican Church by the name Effort. So I was part of them, like more or less like the evangelical. There are other groups, but they were too conk. Do you understand? So, so I joined them, and then I discovered they were fasting. And they wanted to fast, so they had a plan. So I told them, I asked. They said they were going to fast for three days nonstop, and then they will camp somewhere, and then they will pray, they will pray, and all that. So I just looked at them, <laughs> I, 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 I laughed. <laughs> I said, that's not possible. They, they laughed. They look at me. I said, you fast for three days nonstop, you die. That's, I told them. They were elderly. I told them. <laughs> I've been talking since. I've been telling people things since. I said, you die. And then they look at me. They laugh. The way they laughed, it was from an experience. That if it's true, what you are saying, it will have been dead a long time. 
So then they will fast, they will pray, and then I started noticing I could do it. I did it. Because I like to attempt things, I like to try things. I did it, and I was successful, even though it wasn't easy. Because I grew up eating, glory to God. We have timetable that I still remember till now, even though I don't honor it. Because I'm a man of my home. Thursday night, we know what we are supposed to eat. So before sometimes you wake up, food, you are smelling food. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's regular. It's not regular. So if you grow up that way, you might need the Holy Spirit to start fasting. Really. And I still know people that can't play with their, with their stomach. Till now. Lots of people. And let me tell you, there are different schools of thought about fasting. There are a lot of misconceptions about fasting. Do you know there are Christians who don't believe that we should fast? There are Christians. They, tell, they, they say that there's no fasting in the New Testament. Just like the way they talked about tithes. And there are Christians who believe that we should fast like Moses fasted. You know the way Moses fasted? 40 days and 40 nights. That after all, Jesus Christ also fasted 40 days and 40 nights. In fact, Moses' own was worse because there was no water. Jesus' own had water. The Bible says that Jesus was hungry. The Bible didn't say he was thirsty. All right? So if he was thirsty, devil have said that turn these stones to bread and water. But he was hungry. That's what the Bible recorded. But out of Moses, it was just completely off. And so there are different, we'll look into it, we'll look at Old Testament, we'll look at New Testament dimension of it, we'll look at the benefit of it, and we'll look at the real purpose for fasting and what we should be doing while we are fasting. All right, let me first start with misconceptions on fasting. Now, what fasting means, you know it. You just deny yourself. You deny yourself of food, you deny yourself of drink, you deny yourself of any other thing. And I can show you in the scripture that anytime you deny yourself of anything, like for, for example, there are some people, they must follow Trump until Trump starts following them. What do I mean by that? They have to listen to Fox News or listen to news to be updated. They want to know the current issues. There are people like that. Okay, so if you can cut off from knowing those current issues and devote that time to ministering unto the Lord is a form of denial. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying that, well, <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I don't need to <laughs> abstain from food. <laughs> but, see, I'm just saying that that's also part of it. Let me first start with misconception number one. Fasting changes God. You know, there are some of us that when we fast, is what we grew up with. We believe we can fast to change God's mind or to change him. How many of you, you know, this is more or less like Bible study because you're going to ask questions and then there will be answer. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know about that belief. There's, there are people that believe that once you get on the mountain, start fasting for 21 days, you will see that God will, you understand, now, now, now. We don't fast to change God. 
we don't fast to change God. God cannot change. God does not change. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Say after me, say God is the same. Say it louder, say God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. So God does not change. We don't fast to change God. We fast to change us. Praise God. We fast to change. We don't fast to change God. Number two, if you can't fast, you are not really spiritual. If you can't fast, you are not really spiritual. So there's a school of thoughts like that. That if you can't fast, you know there are different kinds of fasting. I don't know, maybe some of you have heard about different kinds of fasting. There are people who fast, they call it white fasting. Is it white fasting they call it? There are people who call it red. I think the white fasting is the one without palm oil and um, you break with, it's just water. Fruit. Okay, what about red fasting? You break with vegetable. What about red fasting? You break with, no, 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 let's be serious. No, 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 no. But I, I know that there are people that do, there are people that they break with soup that don't have salt and um, palm oil. Yeah, there are people like that. Um, they don't, they, for like maybe seven days or 40 days, they won't break with things like that. Do you understand? I've heard about a prophet who got told to be wearing short knicker. And then he said God told him. So, and I'm not the one wearing short knicker. So, what, why, are you, why, why do you want to bother yourself about what God has said? Praise God. Now, but then I heard that whenever he's fasting for like 21 days or 40 days, he fasts breaking with lime. And if he talks, no, I'm telling you, you, some of you, except if you are born and um, bred in, <laughs> you are brought up in a place where there are no wars. You know what I mean by wars? Wars. Wars <laughs> where witches and wizards and throwing stones, stuff like that. You know, if you, if you don't grow up in such a place, probably you grow up in a place where you speak English, you thank God. Like, like I grew up in an Anglican church where most of the time, People don't really bother. They just believe that if you use your brain and then you are hardworking and then you worship your God, you are fine. Do you understand? You know there are people that go to that extreme, all right? Until we heard <laughs> a prophet was invited for a revival. And the man said, on Sunday, was just to introduce the crusade. On Sunday, so he came to church. He's the general evangelist now in Christ Apostolic Church. He said, he was just praying. He said, you should just come and pray and introduce the crusade. As he was praying, so he was praying like he needed to finish prayer and then say some things and then he will go. As he was praying, so he had to stop. As he was praying, he said, hmm. 
Maybe they are like, I can't remember the detail. Like, there are 14 witches in this service. <laughs> witches. I, I open my eyes. I was looking at, how many of us did you judge? <laughs> Although it was a big church, but I don't think we were more than maybe 400. But we have, we have some elderly people. You know, there's a way they attach all those kind of stuff to elderly. Whereas there are some young babes that are witches. <laughs> and then, do you know how he didn't live normally, self? You know, there's a way people act, and you feel you think you are not spiritual, you don't know God. As he just said that, he just dropped the mic and he walked out through the eye like this. He just walked, and people were just looking at him. He didn't even greet, he didn't conclude, he just left. <laughs> we said, <laughs> Tomorrow, we're in trouble tomorrow. And the crusade was to start the following day. We're in trouble. Bible never says you are not spiritual if you can fast. What's the definition of spirituality? That you are translated from the kingdom of darkness, from the kingdom of his dear son. You are born again. Praise God. You believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth. So that's what it means to be spiritual. Alright? So, But then we know that even if you are born into the kingdom and you are born into Christ... You need to start growing in Christ. The scripture says grow in grace and in the knowledge of Christ. That's 1 Peter chapter, I think 3 verse 18. So then we get deeper in God. We get deeper in God. Alright? Aha. So but then, there's, like that man that breaks his fasting with lime. They said that as he's breaking it with lime, that different school of thought that if you don't align yourself with the Bible, you start believing it. He says when he breaks with lime like that, anytime he speaks against the witches or the wizard, they will be feeling pepperish or something. So I've heard different kind of things, you see. I've heard different kind of things. I've heard different kind of things. That is is afflicting himself in order to be empowered to afflict the witches and wizards. And that's why some of us are tired of fasting. Because even the witches, you can't see anybody. You can't. So when people tell you to fast, <laughs> there is war. <laughs> there is this. You are just tired. <laughs> you are not interested because the understanding of the purpose or the reasons in your heart for fasting is wrong. It's wrong. So if you can't fast, they say, you are not really spiritual. No. Alright? You are spiritual. You are spiritual. If you are born again, you are spiritual. I said, no, it depends on what you do during fasting as well as your uh, understanding of it. Fasting can help your spirituality, but it doesn't determine your spirituality. There's difference between the two. Do you understand? Fasting can enhance it. Fasting does not determine it. Number three, you fast to overcome sin and Satan. This is serious. You don't fast to overcome sin and Satan. It's a wrong mis it's a wrong concept. It's a misconception. You don't fast to overcome Satan and sin. Let me tell you this. This is very important. Even in the Old Testament, they fasted for God to have mercy on them. They didn't fast to overcome sin. Because they didn't overcome sin. Praise God. <laughs> they didn't. 
Now, Jesus, let's look at that of Satan. Jesus gave his disciples, he called them, and Babu says he gave them power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Do you remember? Before then, they came to report that demons were bowing to them, and then as they spoke the word, the demons responded, and people got healed, they shared testimony, and Bible says Jesus Christ was very happy. He rejoiced in the spirit. And he called them and said, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and over every power of the darkness. He said, over every power of the darkness. So you don't fast to overcome sin. You don't fast to overcome Satan. All right? Now, even when Jesus Christ said, you know, people quote different kinds of scriptures. If you look at, we'll get there, Matthew chapter 17. Do you remember when Jesus says that, um, um, you remember when somebody was having, I think was having epileptics, somebody's son was having, and then they brought, it to, they brought the boy to uh, the disciples, and the disciple tries to cast out the devil, and he couldn't go. Now, that was Matthew chapter 17, right? Good. Now, don't forget that Jesus has sent them out before that time. It's like the power they gave them has finished. <laughs> the power he gave them. It's like he finished or something. But that kind, like Jesus said, probably the ones they've been facing, you know, we suggest that there are different levels of issues and matters of life. All right? Even when the Bible was to describe the demonic world, it says powers, principalities, rulers of darkness, and wicked spirits. And so they have ranking. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay? So now, he said this kind cannot go out except by prayer and what? And fasting. So people believe that you fast to chase out demons. Let me give you two things, two reasons why you don't fast to chase out demons. Number one, number one, in that particular scripture, if you read it from verse 17, he first addressed their own belief. He first addressed their own belief. Let's open to the scripture. I think that will help us. Matthew 17. He first addressed their home belief. And that is why your faith must be enhanced in the place of fasting. And your faith also helps you to align properly in the place of fasting. Now, look at it from verse 17. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. Then Jesus rebuked the demon, and he came out of him. And the child was killed from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Look at verse 20. He said, So Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. That was the reason. Can you see that? That was the reason. Because of your unbelief. <laughs> Is that because of your unbelief? Alright? Or because of your little faith? Now look at it. For assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, 
you will say to this mountain, and when Bible talks about little faith, great faith is not talking about quantity, like the faith is as big as this, you know, Bible, that maybe what you are facing, you need the faith, like this Bible, and now you are using faith like this. Do you understand? You know, we've gone through many things, and then we have tried to increase the size of our faith. You go down saying, now you've tried to increase the size of our, now, um, there was a particular meeting where Krefordola spoke about it, and then we found out that the faith he was referring to, when he said you have a faith like a mustard seed, is a faith that has a staying power. Do you understand? When you believe that something can happen, you have a revelation for it, you have procured or gotten verbal commitment of God concerning it. I said verbal commitment. Verbal. And then you can lay hold on the thing and stay there until it happens. Do you get what I'm saying? So what he was addressing here is that they believe and doubt it. And believe and doubt it. Do you get what I'm saying? That's what he was addressing. So look at it. He said, because of your unbelief, you have a faith like this. You move mountains and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Now look at what he says in verse 21. He said, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now you should know that prayer and fasting has something to do with faith. Are you getting what I'm saying? It has something to do with faith. So it means that you can actually believe continually if you have engaged yourself in prayer and fasting properly, and then you have access to what heaven is actually saying concerning the matter. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's number one reason. Number one reason is it wasn't because of lack of fasting and prayer. It was because of faith. It was because of unbelief. All right? Of what you can say, inconsistency in application of faith. Inconsistency in application of faith. Now, this is how it applies to us. If you believe that you are healed, then you must always confess that you are healed. Your confession puts your heart on a lane that you are healed. It puts your body, all right, in a position that you are healed. That confession always reminds your body. Confession does not drag God into healing you. God already healed you. But confession is an acknowledgement of what God has said spiritually. Confession is an acknowledgement of what has taken place spiritually. If you say, I'm rich. If God has verbally committed to you, and you can see it in the scripture, that you are healed, and then you declare with your mouth, that declaration is an acknowledgement that what God said has taken place. And you must continue to say it because there will be things on the outside that says that you are not healed. There will be things. It might be when you conclude and you acknowledge and acknowledge and acknowledge that you are rich, then you can lose a deal. And when you lose a deal, if you stop saying what God has said, then your faith is inconsistent. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, but then one of the things that help us is when you are in prayer and fasting, and I'm going to describe it because prayer and fasting is, it should have, we should have a different, the way God, um, the way it's programmed in the New Testament is such that if you are in a true prayer and fasting, your faith will be strong. You'll be consistent in faith. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? I know some people are so used to food to so the extent that when you are separated from food like this, you are just naturally spiritual. <laughs> I can see things. You have not prayed. <laughs> but the way you are seeing things, it looks like it's an health issue. <laughs> I have to describe it in English. I don't know. Oh, you don't It's not that you are seeing things. <laughs> You just feel spiritual. How many of you, you know that when you start fasting by 12 o'clock, there's a way you are just elated. You have not worshipped. You have not done anything. You are just elated. Are you getting what I'm saying? Fasting is very dangerous. In fact, I found out that if you not minister to the Lord during fasting, then something else will minister to you. Yes. Fasting exposes you into the spiritual world. And there are many spirits in the spiritual world. Glory to God. No, that's the truth. It exposes you. So that time you are feeling like you are elated and you are not doing anything about it. You are not ministering to the Lord. You are not engaging the spirits and all that. There are other things, demons and all that in that world that might want to associate with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then it's in your place. Glory to God. Now a believer cannot be possessed. A believer cannot be possessed but can be oppressed. A believer can be oppressed. Demons can enter your mind. <laughs> That's what the Bible says that we have weapons that are not carnal. They are mighty through God to pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations. So demons can come in as imagination. Yes. So number two reason that Jesus, this was before Jesus resurrected. This was before Jesus died, right? This was before Jesus died. And this was before he resurrected. When he resurrected, he said, All power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 3, um, chapter 2, verse 15, he said, He made open spectacle of them. He defeated demons. The message said, He dragged them around the streets or along the streets. Glory to God. Now, I want somebody to open that place. Amplify, right? Can you get amplified? Colossians chapter. 2, 2 verse 15. Now, listen to it. It said, disarmed. Not God will disarm. Can you hear that? Now, next time you are fasting, you don't fast to cast, you don't fast to overcome devil. God already disarmed principalities and power. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes? That were ranged against us. That were what? Ranged against, against us. And made a bold display. Can you see that? He made a bold display. And public example of them. And make a public example of them. In triumphing over them in, in him. In triumphing over them. In him. In him. And in the cross. And in the cross. You see that? What version is that? Amplified. The message. the message. You have the message? Please, let's read the message. He said, God brought you alive. God brought you alive. Right along with Christ. Right along with Think Christ. Think of it. Think of it. All sins forgiven. All sins forgiven. The slate wiped clean. Now, this one is not verse 15. It's combined. This yes, is, sir. you should know the message sometimes. The message can put 13 to 15 together. Yes, quickly. That old arrest warrant cancelled. Now, but this is even beneficial. He said, slate wiped clean. You have, do you understand? Free from sin. Yes? And nailed to Christ's cross. And nailed to the Christ's cross. He stripped all spiritual tyrants. Now, he stripped all, he stripped all, all spiritual tyrants in the universe in the universe of their shame now how many all spiritual tyrants in what in of the their universe shame authority 
yes of the Asham authority of the Asham authority at the cross and march them naked through the streets and march them naked through the streets including Aladi Avenue glory to God and your streets march them naked glory to God that's why Bible says that whoever is born of God overcomes the it didn't say whoever is born of God and fast overcomes the world this is the victory that overcomes the world even our world is faith is faith it's faith. Now, that's First John 5, 4. First John 4, 4 says, little children, you have overcome them. Now, listen, he said, you have overcome them. You have. Somebody say, I have. I have. Yeah. So you are not fasting to do it or to overcome them. You have overcome them for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Glory to God. So now, we don't fast to overcome sin and Satan. We have overcome sin and Satan. <laughs> that's, that's very... If you want to really understand the aspect of that sin very well, write down Ephesians chapter 2, read from verse 4 to 6. Okay? Number 4. Misconceptions on fasting and prayer. You fast to cast out de devils. I mean, that's like the point I raised in number 3. We don't fast to cast out devils. You cast out devils by faith. In God's, in God, especially in the name of Jesus. Now, if you look at Mark chapter 16, verse 17, Bible says, This sign shall follow those who believe in my name. Now, not this sign shall follow those who believe and fasted. That in my name they will cast out devils. Now, that doesn't mean, because I can teach this aspect to the point that you start thinking that we don't need to fast. The fasting of Moses is not recommended. Yes. You can't even do it. Okay? Now, some of you are thinking, because Moses did not prepare to fast. <laughs> Moses did not plan to fast 40 days. In fact, God said, come and meet me. And he was caught up in glory. And in that glory, you don't know whether you are not conscious of your stomach, of your belly. You, if you are caught up in glory, then you can do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? You know Moses did 40 days first. He came and he was hungry. And then God said, okay, come back again. <laughs> I know some of you say, I'm not coming back. <laughs> God, the 40 days I just did, it's not easy. <laughs> I heard about a lady. You know, in those days, thank God for that kind of foundation. You see, the law is a tutor. It will first give you a structure before the Spirit will come. That's what the law was trying to achieve. That's why Jesus came and fulfilled the law. In fact, Jesus did certain things that was under the law in order to fulfill it. When he was fasting, they came to meet him. That why are your disciples not fasting? Do you remember? Yes. Do you know that it's in the law that they must fast? It's, it's very strict. In fact, do you remember there is a Pharisee that was praying that said, I fasted twice a week. Do you remember? They used to fast Monday and Thursday, just like the way you do in your church. Our own is um, Wednesday. All right? Midweek service, have you? And Wednesday. And Sunday. Sunday one is not. 
Praise God. But you know, have you have you observed that there are people that there are people that um that fast uh, on a particular day. You know, can you guess very popular day of the week that people fast? Wednesday, right? Wednesday. I know of Wednesday. Some people fast on Tuesday too. Okay. What about Friday? <laughs> Somebody say Tuesday is the day. Wednesday is the day of uh, of mercy. Then Tuesday is a uh, day of victory. <laughs> Those are old, <laughs> old ancient of days gospel. <laughs> Oh, there is no day that is called a day of victory. Every day yes, is a day of victory. Yes, Glory to God. There is no day that is a day of mercy. Every day. If a day is a day of mercy, then you are dead every other day. <laughs> you are dead. You are defeated every other day. If Tuesday is a day of victory, then they will be waiting for you on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> So we cast out devils in his name. Now don't forget, in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 7, he said, give no place to devil. He didn't say fast and give no place to devil. Praise the Lord. James chapter 4 verse 7. James chapter 4 verse 7. What does the Bible say in James chapter 4? He said, resist the devil. Resist the devil and submit to God and he shall flee from you. Glory to God. He didn't say fast to resist the devil. So how do we cast out the devil? We cast out the devil by faith. We cast out the devil. This one shall follow those who believe. And in my name, in my name, don't forget, the Bible says he has given a name above every other name. Now the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Philippians chapter 2. Number 5. Let me just give you this one as the last one so that we can move to other things. The more you fast, the more power you have. Or the more anointed you become. <laughs> the more you fast, the more power you have, and the more anointed you become. I met somebody on the mountain one long time ago. You know, in those days we used to go to the mountain to pray, which is a good thing. Just a concept of separating yourself. Now you do it in the hotel. Now you do it on the beach. Now you do it um, all alone, probably in a quarters or something, a separated place. All right. Now, that man had a, a, a hairstyle that is very old. So when you look at the hairstyle, you know that this hairstyle is been there a long time. So somebody was talking when the conversation. You know this. Um, the mountain. You have the CAC one side. You have the. Um, the, the white garment one side, like that, like that. So I think it's of the white garment side. And then uh, somebody was telling, was gisting us, oh, I said, this mountain, blah, blah. Somebody was just gisting. I said, that man you are seeing there, he has been here for seven years. I said, seven years? Seven years? All the ministry of Jesus Christ was three and a half years. So I, was, I was just wondering. So, but when I had seven years, so I felt so inferior spiritually. I said, if I come here and spend seven hours, and somebody has been here for seven years, he must have more power. 
And you know, there is a way you can look at people's life and be praying that God give me grace. Give you grace for what? To go and stay on the mountain or fast for seven years. He wasn't just staying on the mountain. He was fasting for seven years. Yes, he was fasting for seven years. You can actually do it. You can actually fast for seven years. You see, if I show you in the if if I show you in the scripture, you can actually do it. Because fasting is fun. One of the challenges that people have that stop them from fasting is that they have a rigid, they have a structure in their mind about fasting. Do you understand? They believe that fasting is an affliction. That fasting is when you punish yourself. That that's you you God is not God does not want you to go through through how will I put it now? A punishment in the name of fasting. That doesn't mean you won't be hungry. <laughs> there was one interpretation of one scripture that I got. I think it was Kenetekin that said it. He said the way this place was interpreted, it's like the first thing they were talking about is that they missed a meal. <laughs> it's like they missed a meal. But I don't think we'll get there this night. Because those people just fasted and then they said that's all. And they prayed for people and then that was the end. Glory to God. So now you receive power and become anointed by the infilling or baptism of the Holy Ghost. Do you know that it wasn't recorded the apostles were fasting at the upper room? Do you know it was not recorded? Do you know what was recorded? What was recorded is that they continue in prayer. Supplications. Do you remember? Acts chapter 1 verse 14. If they had, were fasting, they would have said they continue in prayer, supplication, and fasting. They were not fasting for the Holy Ghost to come. They were doing what? Praying. When God said they should go and wait. Do you remember I said they should go and wait? You know, have you heard people saying when I'm waiting, I'm, are you waiting on the Lord? You're waiting on the Lord? You are not fasting when you are waiting on the Lord. It could mean you are fasting, but it doesn't just mean that it's only fasting. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so people say, those who wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. You know that when we are in fasting, we are weak. <laughs> God is saying he will renew our strength. When he says those who wait on the Lord, he wasn't talking about just fasting. The apostles waited on the Lord, and Bible says they prayed. They continued in prayer, supplications. Is that not what was written? And then Bible says they were in one accord, and the Holy Spirit came. So it means that they will pray and then they will have a break and then they will eat and then they will pray. Do you get what I'm saying? And then they will have a break and then they will pray and then they were there for days and then the Holy Spirit came upon them. Let's take note of this. Holy Spirit is the custodian of anointing. Holy Spirit is the custodian of power. Are you getting it? You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you, not when you are fasted. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How Jesus of Nazareth was anointed of the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good. Setting free everyone that was oppressed. Healing the oppressed. For God was with him. And let me tell you something. I mean, I don't have all the time to explain this today. You don't even get more anointed. Um, you get more grace. Glory to God. Once you're anointed, you're anointed. Or you get more grace. Like James chapter 4, verse, um, 
I think James chapter 4, verse 6, or there about 5 and 6, he said he um, demotes the proud and then give more grace to the humble. He gives more grace to the humble. Gives more grace to the humble. So you can receive more grace. So what then is fasting? Fasting is, according to the Old Testament, affliction of soul, afflicting the soul. All right? Leviticus 23, verse 27. We won't go there because um, we need to move fast. Fasting is um, when you humble your soul, according to Psalm 35, verse 13. I humble my soul in fasting, affliction of soul. As 23:27, Leviticus, a strict abstinence from food. All right, for giving hands to the poor. That is, when you are fasting, the food you are supposed to be eating, you take it and give to the poor, or the monetary value of it. So when you are fasting, you intercede for yourself and others. I'm still doing all this under the Old Testament. Any seeking of God's face in sackcloth and ashes, like Daniel did, Daniel chapter 9, verse 3, if you remember. Sackcloth and ashes. Sackcloth and ashes. Then is when you humble yourself to confess your sins. Those are from Old Testament. And they have their reasons. They have their reasons. Now we'll get to the reasons. If you read Isaiah chapter 58, verse 1 to 5, it taught us about what and what and what it, it um, makes a wrong fasting. If you read Isaiah 58, let's quickly go there. Let me just point some things to you. Because I'm actually going beyond Isaiah 58. There are certain things that cross to the New Testament. There are certain things that does not cross to the New Testament. It's just telling you that you should manifest the fruit of the Spirit. Isaiah 58 was trying to tell them that, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and their house of Jacob their sins. You seek me daily and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God, they ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted, they say, and you have not sinned? Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? That's, they are saying that their fasting has not been yielding results. In fact, in the day of your fast, you find player. Can you see that? Supposed to be a denier, you find player. Instead, you say you are fasting, you are not eating, and then you are not praying. Instead, you are not eating, you should have given God that time to minister to him. You are not praying, you are not eating, you are not praying, hunger strike. And then you are watching Europa. Are you getting what I'm saying? You find player. And then you are browsing. Some people are fasting and you are browsing. All right? You can imagine you are browsing. Thank God Moses is not your pastor. <laughs> so he says, you find player. Now look at it. Say, and exploit all your laborers. You exploit all your laborers. Indeed, you fast for strife and debate. Can you see that? They fast for strife. Have you seen people that when they are fasting, said, uh, your own, how many now? That we are doing 100 days in our own church. Your church, how, how many fasting do you do? And yeah, you are thinking, how many fasting are we doing? Say, communion, communion. 
But probably you belong to a church, they are only 40 days. You say, our own is 100 days. You are fasting for strife and you are fasting for debate. He's just telling them the wrong reason. And they said, and to strike with the feast of wickedness, you will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. You know, Jesus referred to some of these things. And then we'll get there. He said, is it a fast that I have chosen a day for a man to afflict his soul? Is it to bow down his head like a, a bulrush, bulrush? And he said, and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast and an unacceptable day to the Lord? Is this not the fast I have chosen? So there was a fasting he chose for them, a way to do it. Then he says, to lose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy bodies, that is, some of the people that are slaves and all that, you undo their heavy body, to let your press go free, and that you break every yoke, is it not to share your bread with the hungry, and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out, when you, when you see the naked that you cover him, and not hide yourself from your own flesh? You can, can you see that? He was just telling them to have a character of God. Simple. Do you get that? So it has a New Testament dimension to this. Now, what are their reasons? Let me just show you. Sometimes they fast um, to mourn. Do you remember Samuel fasted for Saul? He fasted seven days for Saul. Number two, they fasted to avert divine wrath and ask for mercy. That's 2 Samuel 12, 16 to 17. They fast to express repentance and sorrow for sin. Now, that second one, to have mercy on the baby that was to be killed or that was to die. Now, the last one, you, you be very familiar with it. You remember the situation in Jonah when Nineveh was told that God would destroy them and then those guys, in all their wickedness, just came and said, God, <laughs> let's fast. The king just announced, he said, let's fast. And then they fasted and they repented. And God forgave them. Praise God. Now, we don't fast to be forgiven in the New Testament. You know that. We don't fast to be forgiven in the New Testament. No matter how ticky your sin is. We are already forgiving. Glory to God. And so we have several examples in the scripture. Now, when people refer to fasting of Moses, I've talked about that. We have Elijah fasting for 40 days. Do you remember? Now, Elijah did not just fast for 40 days. Let me just tell you something. You know, it was, it was an angel that came to feed Elijah. Do you remember it was fed twice? And the angel told Elijah, he said, he hit the second plate for the journey... It's in the scripture that you must eat well. You must eat and be full. One plate might not be enough. That's if you have a journey ahead of you. That's if you have a journey ahead of you. In fact, it's recorded in the Bible that when you have eaten and you are full, when you have eaten and you are full, and you have built goodly houses, so it's God's will to eat well, glory to God, and be full. And it's also God's will to fast. Glory to God. No, no, no. I want you to have a proper understanding, which is, which is very important. The angel fed Elijah 
And Elijah went in the power of that food for 40 days. Elijah was, was not planning to fast. Elijah was not planning to fast. Daniel planned to fast. Do you know Daniel planned to fast? He set the fasting. But do you know the answer came on the day of the fasting that he started? The answer came. And he didn't know the answer was around the corner. Because he would have just recorded, he would have just recorded that he fasted one day. Do you understand? Now, you know, it's those numbers that people see now, and they just say, we are fasting 40 days. And we are fasting 21 days. Why did Daniel fast for 21 days? There was an answer. God already responded on the first day, but he didn't know. You know, I was in a meeting with um, my mentor one day, and we were talking... I said, with the way we spoke today, sir. Now I know what it means to how to plan fasting. You don't plan fasting and start it by scheduling days you want to you want to fast. You start fasting according to the purpose. In you know, you attach it with respect to the purpose for which you are doing the fasting. Which means, if you are actually expecting God to speak on a matter, when He speaks, then fasting ends. Do you get what I'm saying? Know that in seven days, if God does not speak in that seven days, the fasting continues. Do you get what I'm saying? That is what we have learned from the scripture. Because Daniel could have stopped the very first day. Now, you say he wants to do Jesus' kind of fast. The Bible says he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. <laughs> when I'm done with all these things, you just, why? I don't think there's need for fasting. Bible says he was led into the wilderness by the Spirit to be what? To be tempted. Now, don't forget, he said, pray that you should not be led into what? Temptation. So it means that even without fasting, your prayer can make you escape temptation. Because those guys were not fasting, those disciples. <laughs> Let me show you. Open your Bible to Mark, Luke chapter 5, verse 33. There is nowhere it is recorded in the scripture that church should fast. You know, there is no church until New Testament. Glory to God. Aha. It's not recorded. Luke chapter 5, verse 33. Then they said to him, Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers, and likewise those of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink? Now, do you remember that John the Baptist ministry was actually known for fasting? Because they, there was a time they came to challenge Jesus Christ. They said, You are a gluto. You, you eat a lot. And you say, You are, you are, you are, you are, you are a son of God. John the, fast, John the Baptist was fasting. Do you understand? He was fasting, he was fasting. You. And Jesus said that when John was fasting, you had an issue with him. Now I am eating, and then you say I have a glute. Now, they said again that why are the disciples of John fasting and your own are not fasting? Listen to what he said. Because the answer, what he said is very powerful. Look at what he said. He said, and he said to them, can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, then they will fast in those days. So that means, that means the reason why they will fast is because they look around them and they can't find Jesus. And there is a problem that must be solved. Or there is a challenge that they must overcome. Are you getting what I'm saying? He said, don't worry, leave them. I'm doing all the fasting. Leave them. But, you see, immediately I go. Now, but I want to ask you a question. Is the bridegroom not with us today? Is the bridegroom with us today? How many of you believe that the bridegroom is with us? How many of you believe that Jesus Christ is with us today? Okay. Now, how? By the word? 
by the Holy Ghost. But in the context of this scripture, if the Holy Ghost is inside us, are we supposed to fast? Now, you know, thank God, because I, I have looked into it. Paul wrote to churches. He said they should give, right? Talked about Macedonia, talked about the Corinthians, talked about the Philippians, all of them. He wrote to churches that they should rejoice, right? Now, I want you to take note of all those things because they are things that are habitual practices. They are doctrines. They are things that you must carry out as a believer. Now, let me clarify this. We live more in the epistles, all right? Epistles are the mind of Christ concerning the way the church should operate. Do you get it? That is the main New Testament, beginning from Acts of Apostles. That's after Jesus Christ resurrected. Is that clear? Good. Paul did not tell any church to fast. But you know he told churches to pray. He didn't just tell churches to pray. He told churches to pray for him. He told churches to give. He told churches to rejoice. What other things did he tell church? He told churches to do some other things. But you know, he never wrote and said they should fast. And this is the reason why some people believe that the bridegroom is with us. Paul never wrote to any church to fast. And then why are we fasting? There are some of you here, you know that is a terrible thing. If you don't fast, you might be feeling like you are vasculated. If you are left alone for one year of eating and merriment, you will be feeling like you are a sinner. But there were things that Paul did. Now, before we go to that, um, I'd like you to know that the words of Jesus Christ, the words of Jesus Christ are words that reveal um, that revealed himself even in the Old Testament. The words of Jesus. You remember when the disciples came to me and said, teach us to pray. Do you remember? Matthew chapter 6. He said, this is how you are going to pray. He didn't say he's going to limit them to that. That's the prayer of a baby. Because he said, thy kingdom come. And when Jesus died and resurrected, the kingdom came. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, if you are praying that kingdom come, probably you are asking for the second coming. Or if you have a deeper understanding, you can be saying, okay, concerning this matter, I want the will of your kingdom answering in the matter. I hope that is clear. But this is what I want you to understand. When he spoke about prayer, do you know he spoke about fasting? Now, let's see what he said about fasting. So we are going to use the words of Jesus to connect with that of Paul. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Look at from verse 5. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men. As surely I say to you, they have their reward. For every prayer offered, there is a reward. But it says that you have your reward once it becomes a public thing. 
Look at what it says in verse 6. He said, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father, who is in the secret place, and your father who sits in secret will reward you where? Openly, right? Now, when you pray openly, then your reward will be in the secret place. The reverse is the case. That means things that happen in your life will not be noticeable. But for anybody who prayed to be seen, he said it has a reward. And you have gotten your reward. Now, let me tell you something. This is very important. Anytime, I mean, even with people who harass people with three hours, I pray five hours daily, you already gotten your reward. 